Hey, 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 what's up? <laughs> it's your girl, Oatmeal Brown, and I'm back to put it all the way down on Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown. And you already know who's here, you know, in the building, who's ready to enlighten you and put you on to some professional type you know, dialogue, perspective <laughs> on an intellectual level. We've got Dr. Andrea L. Smith, also known as Intellectually Hypey. What's up? Boom, 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 boom. What's up, cousin? What's up, Opio? How you doing? I'm good. What's up with you, boo? What's up with me, man? Uh, it's October. We got three more months in this 2023, you know, before it's 2024. So if you know me, I'm always trying to be reflective of the season, trying to be in alignment with the season and making sure that we have the seasonal detox, the seasonal fast, the seasonal check-in, preparing for the future. I'm in double time right now in my life, trying to deal with what's here and what's to come. But I'm also... Negresses is tired. (laughs) I am tired and I'm going to be gentle with myself and acknowledging that a lot of stress is going on. But in the midst of the stress, I'm still going to show up. You know, in the midst of the stress, I'm still showing up. I'm still showing up for myself. I'm still showing up for my loved ones. Um, But it's time for hibernation season. Okay. Yes. Well, we definitely want to make sure that you take care of your stress um, so you won't be stressed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whatever you need to do to relieve that and to release that. I know certain things that we may be um, that we have to do that may cause stress, but we got to get some stress relief in there because stress causes way too much. Yes. Um, it causes way too much. It causes illness, diseases, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, having parents that are deceased, um, that had cancer, totally believing that my mother was stressed out with a lot of things. I've always thought that stress was a part of, you know, her having cancer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when it comes to stress and I've had stress before and held on to some anger after she passed and mm-hmm. I really highly feel like it caused you know sickness within my body mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. an early age mm-hmm. of um, 24 mm-hmm. and so after that experience And after having major surgery and I was already, I was just beginning my um, corporate America Mm -hmm. life, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. after college and it was a lot of stress. Yeah. And so I had to really quickly look into ways to release it and, and relief early on because I was already going down a road that was causing me problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, that's another reason why I'm always about peace and harmony yes. and love 
you know, there's a backstory behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like, you know, people using those words. It always comes from your story. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to look in the mirror and able to persevere past your experiences that may have caused you um, any type of uh, setback or obstacle in your life. So it's all about trying to orchestrate balance in your life so you won't cause yourself harm because we need you here. Yes. I I need to be here. Right. Yeah. And I need to be here too. So, (laughs) you know, we're going to take that offline and we're going to talk about that, figure out how we can get through it together. All right. Okay. Okay. Because we don't need that in our life. Yes. I'd say we just... I just quit. No, I'm just quit the job. No, I'm just <laughs> no I, I was just talking to a friend about the word quit. And then she was like, um, what's the between quitting and like letting go of something? I was like, quitting. I was like, yeah, I think I place value on quitting. Quitting is like a temporary goal. And then when it got tough, you decided to step out of it um, and check out. But if you would have just stayed just a little while longer, things would have got better. But then she was like, Mm-mm. Quitting is like anything that you stop doing. Like you can quit your marriage, you can quit your job, you can quit your this. I was like, see, I don't, I don't see the say the word the same way as quitting your job or quitting a divorce uh, or quitting something. I was like, that's different. I don't know. I associated with a short time goal, a short term goal. Now recognizing and realizing that things have to change and understanding why you initially decided to get into something may have changed and now your decision has changed, but. It's all semantics at the end of the day. I'm not out here trying to quit. I'm just out here trying to uh, rearrange, brings me peace, as you said, what brings me joy, um, and making sure that I am still staying true to myself in the midst of serving others. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever you need to do, um, that, that, you know, whether it's pray, meditate, spa day, spa weekend, you know, um, something. Because um, there's there's things there, you know, that can help. Call your therapist up. Yeah. You know, spiritual advisor, counselor, but don't hold on to it. Got to yeah. let it out. Yeah, you got to address the stress and then everything you know everything else falls in line with that but you got to address the stress yes yeah because the more you you hold on to it you know people don't realize the effects that it has on you yeah you know, we were talking about people that are walking around spiritually dead and they yeah. don't even recognize because they so caught up in the matrix yeah you know? or your the matrix. spread huh and your hips can spread. <laughs> That's one side of stress. When your hips start to spread because we carry so much stress in our in our hips, all, everybody, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it just, you know, I know people with aches and pains and ailments and all that kind of stuff. And they, yeah, older age too, but yeah, a lot, sometimes it's what you're holding on to and you're not recognizing how it transfers and translates within your body so you got to listen to your body yeah well you got to make those changes right 
Yes, indeed. So, you know, I made me some sea moss gel from scratch. I made it myself for the first time. Hey, and it now. came out great. Hey, yeah. now. I said all that to say, you know, there are certain herbs and things that I pick out for myself, for me, for mm-hmm. things I need for my mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sharing that with you and the listeners. Um, look into sea moss shell. There's people that make sea moss shell and you add the different herbs that you need for your body, yeah. whether it's um, raspberry leaf, ashwagandha, mm-hmm. um, bladderwrack, burdock root. You might say, what is all that? Look at us. <laughs> and they'll tell you what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you might need energy. Yes, um, yes. Your liver cleanse. Like there's certain things that these things do help you for weight loss. Stress. Like ashwagandha is good for stress and mm. calming. So these herbs are from the earth. They're all natural. <laughs> and all this other stuff they be having on the shelf is filled with fillers and um, the food we eat and be halfway real, halfway fake you know all that stuff it takes a toll on our bodies Yeah, how we think, how we feel you know if you're feeling fatigue if you got brain fog like what we eat, what we put in our body affects us too so 100% Yes. So it's good to we not being deep, we just being real. For real. You know, once you start going through certain things, you wanna find out what's going on. We like to find out what be happening with us. Seriously. So we like to get down to the roots. The root to the tota mm-hmm. is what we do right here on <laughs> out the box all the way. Yeah. So um what it is. That's like a little current event slash little something <laughs> put out there to help somebody, right? For real, for real. You be taking your sea moss shell? I take my, I take sea moss pills every single day, and they have sea moss, bladder rock, and um, bladder rock and burdock root in them every single day. And I got a hibiscus one in my freezer right now that I need to pull out. But yes, ma'am. Your turmeric, you still be on your turmeric? I have not been consistently on my turmeric. What I did buy though, not too long ago, was a turmeric bar of soap. Cause you know, the turmeric face washes is like all over right now. Everybody's making their own personal turmeric face wash to cleanse themselves again from the inside and help with hyperpigmentation and such. Um, yeah. And then just a little another tip that I do letting the uh, listeners know, when I buy capsules of certain stuff, I open up the capsules because I do not like taking pills, especially. Mm-hmm. I could take a tablet, but them capsules, I just I just can't. Yeah. So what I do is I open them up and dump them on my smoothie. Shake, 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 <laughs> my take. Right. I'll be buying the vegan one just because of that purpose because they be nasty. Like, nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I dump it in my smoothies. I open up whatever it is that I'm, I'm taking and I need for me. And I dump them right on in my smoothie. So yes. that's just a little tip. We advocate for you to take vitamins or vitamins, <laughs> supplements, and not medicine. So like the, right. the supplements will help so that you don't have to take medicine. Yeah. And not that stuff that be on the shelf at Walmart. Okay. <laughs> you gotta go to 
go to a vitamin store and then just make sure you get go in there and say, hey, I need that's 100 percent. I don't need no fillers mm-hmm. or no fake stuff. I need the real stuff. For real. And you find like a natural, yeah, you find like a natural herb store, which they have them with the natural pills. You might have to drive a little bit further if you don't live by one. Mm-hmm. And they're not expensive. Mm-mm. You know, you get what you need. It might be seven, eight dollars, you know, mm-hmm. for your pills or your tablets mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, those are some good tips for y'all. Yeah, and I want to tell you something funny. So okay. I went to the gym the other day. Okay. I had worked out. And so I was in a sauna, baby. was mm-hmm. in there. And um, I wasn't, uh, got out the sauna and I always sit and, you know, calm down for a little bit. And so I, when I'm in the sauna, I'm, I'm praying, I'm meditating, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I come out and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I look up and so this guy is walking from the men's locker room past the pool area. Mm-hmm. And he's in like men boxer draws like um the kind that's kind of like <laughs> you know the kind of kind of like biker shorts but they not okay you know, they men yeah. draws and I'm like yeah. these are draws because I see his print okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now I had just been just stopped I was saying thank you Jesus thank you God I'm, I'm saying all it is uh-huh. and I open my eyes and I look up and I see his print. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, mm, mm, shaking my head. <laughs> but I had to look again. Okay. <laughs> now, this is a natural reflex. Remember, I was talking yeah. about the women and their booties being out. You know, we talked about this and how it's the natural reflex for men and women to look. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like, this man is in here with it. And I'm looking not because I want to holler at him. You know what I'm saying? But I'm looking Mm -hmm. because it's right in front of me. Right. Then I had to look again. Okay. (laughs) Then he walked past me and I smelled them and he smelled good. Oh, I was scared. I didn't know what you was about to say. Right. He had on cologne. I said, oh, he smelled good too. Kind of cute. He's got a nice body. So I'm thinking all of this. And then I'm laughing about it is because this is the same thing that men probably be thinking when they see women, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I'm just laughing to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not a free. I'm just, this is just, you don't have to be a perv. This is just what is happening because this is right in front of your face. Okay. I tried not to look. All right. So then I'll go into the steam room. Okay. He come into the steam room. Now I really couldn't see him in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I just started laughing to myself or whatever. And there was a guy that I, this older guy that's always in there mm-hmm. who was chopping it up. And then they left. They were in there too. And he was just like, when they left, he was like, I'm so happy they got, they came out of here. Cause they used to be talking, talking all loud. Right. <laughs> and, and, and and not being respectful. 
Oh. He was cussing a little bit too, and he but he apologized. He said, "I'm probably I apologize to you. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything like that." He said, "But I be coming in here meditating mm. and praying and stuff. You know, I come in here to relax." Okay, and I just laughed to myself because we had a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he was fine too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. But he was not black. You know, which doesn't matter, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. All the say he was in there with his drawers on. Okay, I just had to tell you that. <laughs> tell the listeners that too. With his drawers on, not workout clothes, but just straight up underwear. Right. But he had me weak. He was talking about they be coming in here, they be funky, they be stinking and stink. And so <laughs> I spray. I said I have something for that. I spray my little eucalyptus and peppermint concoction that you put in a little spray bottle. Oh. Yes, I do. Because okay. it's good for uh, your breathing. Eucalyptus mm-hmm. is definitely good. It, it's calming. It's soothing. Mm-hmm. And it opens you up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. He was like, oh, thank you so much. I wasn't trying to holler. I was just being me. You yeah. Feel? yeah. Um, but he did. Was He wasn't there with his drawers on, though. <laughs> package out. <laughs> package all the way out. You know, they got these Ithaca draws out right now that are like long, like boxer shorts. And they even have ones that are long, like ankle, that go to your ankle. And a lot of guys have been wearing those just straight up. And so my son has a few pair of the boxer short ones and they're long. They go like, I call them boxer shorts, but they underwear, but they look like boxer shorts, but they go to his, almost to his knee. And so he's not wearing shorts that go to his knee. He's wearing shorts that go above his knee. So they're showing and they all have these, like all these designs on them, but it's part of the fashion. I'm like, bro, you, you about to walk outside with your drawers showing? He was like, no, it's not like that. Mama's like, it's like, you know, it's like that. Everybody does that. So I had to look it up to see like what is this and that's how I found out they actually have leggings that go all the way down to the ankle and it's just one piece they ain't drawers underneath them it's their drawers and leggings all built in one and the drawers are having the dual role of a biker short and underwear so I, was, I wonder if he was wearing Ithacus no they weren't Ithacus because <laughs> I, I know what Ithacus are I know that brand he, said, no, he was Pam Pam they were not he was just out there. Yes. And he didn't care. So, you know. They weren't even Speedos. They was just some... No, they weren't Speedos. Come on now. We in our 40s. Knocking on 50. We know draws when we see them. Yeah. But you, the way you make it seem like how he was communicating, like, I'm out here in my draws. They doing something wrong. I ain't doing... <laughs> 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 they talking loud and stank. <laughs> Outside with my drawers on, you know, trying to smell good with my package. <laughs> that was funny to me. It's always some funny stuff that that happens there at the gym, you know. But we all kind of see each other, you know, often, and you know, know each other like that. So it was just funny just just to see this after I was just praising God, you know. <laughs> and there's a package open my eyes, and yeah, you know, God might be like, "Hello, here you go. Here's a new friend." I was th- but no, I don't think I would present him like that. That's why I was like, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that ain't it. Not with you This on. ain't like that. It was, this is temptation. It's ain't, it's ain't. Oh, got you. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Got you. So, um, yeah. And what else is going on? I just wanted to say a little something funny. Um, you know, I've kind of been in solitude, isolated, 
So I really don't know what's happening in world politics right now. Mm-hmm. Um, elections will be coming up soon. The housing market and the rate is ridiculous. <sighs> I wouldn't suggest people buy homes at, the, at right now. Mm-hmm. It's not a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have money because the interest rates are mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sell your home, are you selling it to, for the profit and you're going to invest some money to make some more money? Do you have another uh, property that you're going to move into? But just to, to to get the money and then to spend more money to have a higher interest rate would be ridiculous. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I personally wouldn't suggest that, but people can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. But that's something that's going on right now. Um, a lot of people's loans have been forgiven and some people haven't some people's loans weren't forgiven right so um, I always suggest everybody to log into your portals mm-hmm. and even call your servicer and let them tell you why you did not okay anything forgiven Okay. You know, I don't trust them. Can't trust it. No, 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 no. That's no. smart, though. That's smart. Yeah. So call them. Because if you submitted, when was that? In 2021. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you hit that link and put your submission in mm-hmm. for that Biden Harris uh, loan forgiveness, and although the Supreme Court blocked that, there was another option that came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because mine got forgiven. Did it? Yes. Come on. Come through. Come that is through. amazing. You better yes. go ahead, girl. Thank so, you, God. But you know, uh, they sent me a letter, uh, sent me an email talking about the Biden Harris um by that uh forgiveness program or whatever being blocked by the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, okay. So <laughs> I still like I called my servicer. Yeah. And was talking to them. I said, no, 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 no. I still qualify under the what that other option that happened. And so then he was like, well, yes. And um, it's been discharged. I said, so what does that mean in your my terminology? I said, because that's your terminology. Discharge yeah. means they use that in the bankruptcy world as well. So what does that mean here? Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been forgiven. Okay, that's what I need you to say. Don't be using all these other words. Tell me. <laughs> And where's the email or where's my where's my documentation and confirmation that is saying that? Because I need to see it. Like okay, for Man. real. So that's well, why I said that's major. Yes, yes, and it's quite a few people I know that has you know their uh, student loans were forgiven. Well, I know mine is saying zero balance. It ain't saying it was forgiven. So I, I want some of that energy too. Come on, swing my way. If, if it says zero balance, that's what that means. No, like the bill for this month, dude, was zero. <laughs> uh, I need you to call your servicer. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to call the servicer and see what Moiler is talking about. <laughs> see what they're talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. If you did submit, I did. For the forgiveness that you did. need to call them and have them break it down to tell you why you did or why you didn't. Okay. Okay. You know, get the forgiveness. Yeah, we know that other one was blocked, but what about that other one? Mm-hmm. I qualified for that other mm-hmm. one. Right. Girl, that is major because I I got debts. The de- depths as um 
<laughs> our tennis player was saying she didn't even know how to say the word debt because she ain't even had no debt. I got okay. debt. Uh, in California, allegedly, allegedly, San Franciscans are going to get up to $1.2 million for reparations. We'll see. I didn't, first of all, didn't like the up to because that means somebody going to get $50. Like, what does <laughs> that, that mean? And then uh, Gavin Newsom um, replaced Diane Feinstein with LaFonza Butler, uh, a sister who is anti-union. She she has a track record for fighting against um, things like union protections for Lyft, union protections for Uber. Um, again, just because she's black, some people might get excited, but look into her track record to see if what she has worked so hard for aligns with your values. Because um, again, we know how they put us in these positions just to have our face there. You know, we all know about the Clarence Thompsons. Like I'm gonna call him the Clarence Thompson, even though he's Clarence Thomas. We know about this. We know how they have done us um, many times and over the years. So um, I'm not going to say all skin folk ain't your kin folk, but what I will say is um, identity is not the only thing we need to pay attention to when we're dealing with our, uh, our, our local politicians. For sure. For sure. But I, I want to say with that, you know, sometimes I'm not saying because I don't know anything about this lady mm-hmm. or the background. I don't live in California, so I don't know anything about this person but I do know how they did the VP you know and try to say she don't be doing nothing or she hasn't done anything and she has she has mm-hmm. done a lot mm-hmm. 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 Um, and we do have to understand it takes a lot to get some change and if you can't expect when you do see one black person walk to the door immediate change you know, it takes time. Remember when Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black? <laughs> I don't remember that. Went on the breakfast club and said that, girl. Really? Yes. Okay. Pandering to us. Yeah. So, you know, it's just so many different perspectives and ways to look at things, but we do have to walk through the door. So, what we do when we get behind the door that is what's important mm-hmm. and um, you got to sit at the table and nobody going to be worried about us if we not trying to get inside and trying to make a change yeah. even if we try at least we try and I'm going to say get in and shake that table you know Cross that table. flip it over <laughs> and then you need backing you know you need backup Yeah. and so I know it's quite a few people I know quite a few people in the political realm and the political world and so when I see certain things happen I do understand that they are doing some stuff yeah you know it just takes time it takes time and you gotta be able to overturn stuff that the other side is not trying to 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 allow yeah so we really have to you know pay attention to some details and and know more instead of judging on the surface. Yeah, and sometimes it's just blocking things. Like you said, on the other side, you might they might just be blocking other things that wouldn't be in the best interest of the people. And so you may see them create nothing new, but you don't know they're blocking other things that are coming against. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that was a good little update on current events. 
we want to go ahead and get into the topic of discussion, which is something that really needs to be discussed um, because we're having some crazy, crazy, crazy times with children and discipline and the way people are raised and, you know, who they become and how they conduct themselves in the world, how they understand things and Mm -hmm. where does that stem from? So, you know, the topic of discussion for this podcast is hard versus soft parenting. Okay. And, you know, we always have these generation discussions from the baby boomers to Gen X and Gen Z and millennials and the people that come after that, because I don't even know, you know, what the, what they would be called, you know, from crack babies to the 80s era, 70s, 60s. And yes, there's society, then there's parenting, there's um, social constraints, you know what I'm saying? Classism, mm-hmm. racism, all these things, definitely play a part in how you're raising children and how children are being raised and what type of um, things were poured into the parents Mm -hmm. and what they're pouring back into their kids. Right. So uh, we'll get into further details into that as we get into the topic of discussion. So let's talk about what hard parenting is. What is hard parenting? Hard parenting. My definition of hard parenting would be, you know, the parent that you were scared of, you know, whether it was your mother or your father, because they were stern, they didn't take no shit, wasn't no talking back, wasn't no rolling eyes. It's like they had eyes in the back of their head. Like, I know you didn't. Did I hear you? Did you breathe wrong? What (laughs) did you say? You know what I'm saying? Like, they they didn't take no mess off of no children. Okay. And so you fear them. You knew if you messed up, you might have gotten um, punishment. You might have gotten a whooping. You might have been socked in the arm you know, or backhanded or what have you, but Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about beat because there's such thing as child abuse. There's such thing as mental abuse and physical abuse. We're not talking about that. We're talking about hard parenting that disciplined you, that told you right from wrong. Now, parents will all, a, a lot of parents want you to do as they say and not as they do. Mm -hmm. Which also can have a negative effect on children. Let's not not, you know, take away from that. Because you can see your parents doing something Mm -hmm. that is definitely in a contradiction (laughs) of what they're telling you not to do. Yeah, that's some BS. That's that's some BS right there. It can be BS and it cannot be BS. And let me break it down to you why it can and can't. Okay. First of all, first of all, parents are human beings and they're still learning, growing and evolving themselves. 
parents want what's best for you, right? We so hope. Your, your, your parent could have told you not to drink alcohol, especially if you're not old enough to do it, not mm-hmm. drink and drive, but turn around and be a parent that drinks alcohol and drinks and drive, okay? Mm-hmm. Because they're an adult folk, but it doesn't mean that it's right, mm-hmm. okay? And we, so a lot of, a lot of you know, children growing up witness these things. You witness a parent, you know, they may have become an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. may have smoked pack after pack after pack of cigarettes, but mm-hmm. they told you not to smoke them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just using those things as example. Mm-hmm. They did not want you to deal with. Um, a man that may have been abusive or try to trick you out your draws or you're not treating you correctly. But guess what? That may have been what your daddy was doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. you saw a dad or an uncle or a brother being the opposite of what they were t- teaching right. their daughters to be. Right that can definitely have a negative impact on a child. Yes. Because sometimes people it's it's a you can't determine which direction the child will take. They may in turn because what they saw you do go and get a man that does exactly what they saw you do versus what you're telling them to do. Mm-hmm. Because you have to lead by example. Mm-hmm. And actions so, speak louder than words. Correct. Action speaks louder than words. So what positive examples are you showing your children? Right? Are you showing them a stand-up, how to be a stand-up woman and a stand-up man? You know what I mean? Are mm-hmm. they seeing these examples? Not just hearing it, but singing it. So even with your flaws, can they go to and say, okay, my mom was a hard worker. My mom knew how Mm -hmm. to cook. She taught me how to cook. You know, my mom also poured into me. um, I felt love, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, she hugged me. She kissed me. Not not, Not just did she tell me to shut the hell up, and sit down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't do this and don't do that and threw a house shoe at you. But did she love you? Mm-hmm. Did she tell you she loved you? Did mm-hmm. she kiss you? Did she pour into you? Did she put you in activities that were also going to help you to excel, you know, build character and integrity, not just yell at you? Mm-hmm. Yes, you had duties to wash the dishes and to mop the floor and to vacuum and clean the house. You know, um, did she pour into you to make sure your underarms don't stink? Do you got deodorant on? Are you Mm -hmm. taking a bath? Mm -hmm. Because this is important. Your hygiene is very, very important. Right. Is your mother and your father showing you hygiene is important? Not just telling you that. Does mama smell good too? Do daddy Mm -hmm. smell good too? You know what I'm saying? Do they got the smell goods on? I mean, this is very important. Yes, you know, it my is. mother loves smell goods. My mom never smelled. I never, my mama never smelled. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she was all about, to, you got to take a bath. Take your bath, your deodorant, your lotion, honey. Moisturize. your teeth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I was still able to eat candy and stuff like that. So I still had cavities. So I still had to go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is I was still taught the right things to do, even if there was some flaws in there. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I love expensive perfume because my mama loved expensive perfume. So I used to be on her dresser spraying it up. Mm-hmm. But she knew it. You know what I mean? But this is what I saw. Yeah. So these are habits that I saw, but I also was able to emulate because she did it. Right. She cleaned the house. I So I cleaned my house. Mm-hmm. You know, teenagers, yeah, you know, you ain't gonna want to clean and stuff all the time, but as an adult, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those things stuck. Yeah. Because she was not having it. Yeah. You know, my father as well. There were flaws there. But he still was a stand-up dude, you know, mm-hmm. within the community. Mm-hmm. He was all about hustling, not hustling people. Like, we gonna, he gonna have some cash flow coming in, honey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, okay, you got your you got your main career, but I got these side hustles too. I know how to work on cars. I put some brakes on. I could do this. I could do that. Okay, I'm I'm helping at the church. I'm doing my little janitory. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fix the toilet. Blah blah blah. He getting scribble scratch off of that too. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like he never stopped hustling, right? Mm-hmm. So that means he's a provider because the it don't stop. The world don't stop rolling around you just because you don't want to elevate, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um. He also had activities that he was involved in that he loved to do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just giving examples of yeah. people that, you know, I can I can only speak from a perspective, really, of what I was shown, okay? And I know a lot of people weren't shown everything. There's people that have been shown more love than I was shown, okay? So that's it's all good. It was certain people that wasn't shown you know, any negativity. They don't have a whole lot of dysfunction, right? And there's some people that just, all they saw was dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Straight up dysfunction. Maybe there wasn't a father in the home. Mm -hmm. Maybe mama didn't give a damn. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe granny raised them. Maybe auntie raised them. Maybe they were a foster child or, you know, orphans. But maybe their foster parents were awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was better that they were raised by their foster parents than their real parents because their real parents might have did them doo doo dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, recognizing your blessings if you had some in in the process. But if you didn't and you still here, um, you know, maybe getting some help, seeking therapy. Um, and and seeking counseling mm-hmm. uh, from your trauma, right? Because I, I can guarantee, probably ninety five percent of us got some type of childhood trauma, girl. Ninety five percent, even the people that look upstanding on the surface, 
you lift up that rug and baby it's a bunch of bones and skeletons and dust Man. and yeah. piles and piles yeah. and piles of stuff yeah so I brought all that up to say you know parents themselves got problems yes they do we do and unresolved problems yeah. go into the child true very true and so um, hard, I would say hard parenting is are those who um, you know are strict okay some people some parents are too strict and don't give no release and so when the child gets old enough to get out the house, they go crazy and, and mess up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there was no balance there. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that. Yeah. So they didn't allow their child to date, you know, didn't allow mm-hmm. them to go to the movies or go to dances or um, force them to be in an activity you know, grooming them. I've seen so many videos now where they talk about, we're talking about a, a parent grooming their child, how Serena and Venus were groomed, how Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson were groomed. You know what I'm saying? These people that are successful in their career, Tiger Woods groomed. You mean career grooming? Career grooming. Mm-hmm. Career grooming. We're not talking about the emotional part because we don't know about that part, mm-hmm. right? Now we hear stories about Joe Jackson and the emotional part not being there, right? So, you know what I'm saying? Those, mm-hmm. we got to find some balance here, you know, in, yeah. in your hard parenting. So I would say that they had hard parenting, right? Okay. okay. Um, because, but the, their parents wanted them to be the best that they could be. And those parents probably only knew what they knew. They probably didn't have emotional support themselves. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a generational thing that passes down mm-hmm. because the parents is not seeking help. Mm-hmm. And so they only know how to be tough. And for survival. And I guess if we're thinking about Black families what black people were enduring, you know, as a whole and how does, how does those pressures play into how you parent is going to show up. Yeah. Yep. It does. It does. You know, and parents having to deal with how they were raised, you know, my father, for example, you know, my father and your mama mm-hmm. was raised together by mm-hmm. who? their grandparents. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, they both have several brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. But they were raised different. Yep. Okay. So, yep. you know, like my mother, I mean, my uh, my father, he um, had a mother and a father and they had him. Mm-hmm. The oldest. And then they went and they split up and had separate families. Mm-hmm. But he was raised by the grandparents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They was raised as um, siblings, as brothers and sisters, not just right. cousins. Mm-hmm. Not just cousins. Mm-hmm. So imagine the trauma that they have, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That we don't know how they deal with that. We don't even know. 
You know what I'm saying? Way down with it. And I'm pretty sure it was rough. And I'm pretty sure it 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 played out in their life. Yes. Some of their choices. Yes, it did. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my father would say he didn't want no kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my mom wanted the kids. Mm-hmm. So he had the kids. And I told him <laughs> at his last birthday, I, I had uh, wrote, I forgot what you call it. But anyway, I said, if it wasn't for your kids, you wouldn't be the man that you are today. No, that's right. And he knew that. And he he accepted that. That's real, though. Because we, we are the one that kept you on the path. Yeah. Of doing right. Yeah. Because it wasn't just about you. It was about these five kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That made you a family man. Yeah. And you loved your family, your whole entire family, your sisters and your brothers and your uncles and your aunties and, you know, all of that. Yes. And so, you know, he realized that if it wasn't for that, building him up to have to have these responsibilities. Facts. Facts. He wouldn't be the man that he became. Yeah. I know my kids is the reason why I have the discipline and structure that I have in my life. Right. Because you can't quit because it's not all about you. Mm-hmm. And even when you get to a certain age, you're still a mama. You know what I'm saying? You still go be a mama and a daddy at 50, at 60. It don't stop. You don't. You know, so these people that feel like, oh, my kid's 21 now, they grown. Bull crap. Bull crap. That's a bunch of nonsense. So to believe that and think that that's how it is, it's not how it is. It's yeah, not. they tend to need you more in different ways, even then. Yeah. Right. And if them kids wasn't in the same roof with you, uh, you with the same, you know what I'm saying, that was poured into that got what they needed, oh, you really not done. You mm-hmm. can forget that. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I can say that even with, you know, two parents under the, you know, mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. household. Mm-hmm. It wasn't done. Mm-hmm. Your parenting is never done. It's not. Don't let it just be on one parent then, you know, because when my mom passed, my dad had to take it all. Stuff that was being blocked that he never realized was going on, what was happening. He had to get all of that. Mm-hmm. He had to get all of that. Mm-hmm. So we had to mature again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it was on him. We everybody was grown, but then you had grand he had grandkids too. Mm-hmm. So grand grand having grandkids is a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Not that I have none, but I got a grand grandbaby, but I know it is. It's of kids all over again, like you said. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. so it's like the responsibility that people be thinking they shaking. It's just it's elevated to another level, baby. It don't stop. It doesn't stop. So, you know, that that hard parenting is still it it, it it gets passed down and it still continues to it's gonna mature. You know what I'm saying? It grows. It's an evolution. Yeah. Yeah. The evolution. And so, you know, my father loved them grandkids. My mom, when she was alive and she the grandkids that was there, she loved them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you pour into them. But guess what? You still got to deal with your kids too because the kids is still growing and evolving. I don't care if they're 30, some still popping off, still some still jumping off. Sometimes the kids got to move back home Mm -hmm. in their 20s. You know, these things happen. It it is. It, you know, it don't go away and you have to, I don't care if you was never emotionally there, you're going to have to start being emotionally there. Don't do your kids like that because you're, you're, you're responsible. Yeah. It's your responsibility. Yeah. They're grown, but where are they getting, you don't want the outside world to groom them and they want it from you. That's all they want it from. Really? At the end of the day, especially if you're there, they want it from you. Yeah. I, I don't care how they, even if they try to fight you, they still want it from you. Yeah. Have you heard about Kirk Franklin's documentary, Father's Day? I Yes, I need to watch it. I keep forgetting to watch it. I'm going to watch it today. I'm yeah, going to watch sure. it. It's like 35 minutes. Okay. I'm going to yeah. watch it today. Mm-hmm. So when I say, you know, let me wrap up my, my definition of hard parenting so you can get to what you feel hard parenting is. It's not abuse. It's not physical abuse. It's not beating. But you, I, I, yeah, whooping, discipline, mm-hmm. uh, respect, and creating, uh, you know, a, a early on childhood blueprint for your child, you know, and of, of making sure they get the certain dynamics early on. Because when you make sure they got, if you're if you're spiritual and you believe in God, if you make sure they in church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the right church, and just put throw them in there so they'll learn, you know, make them be a part of something, even if they say no, like really looking at your child, can they read? Okay, can they sing a little bit? You know, what can they do so that yeah. you can put them in yeah. those activities so it could groom them? Right, right, right. right? Hmm. You know, Zaza, he, what? Zaza is out there playing them sports, baby. You know what I'm saying? Y'all like, hey, you finna get in Taekwondo, whatever, whatever, whatever he be doing, he be dropping them off. You feel me? Like, that was me too. Like, I was wearing track. I was in the choir. I was on the usher board. I was at Sunday school. I was in the youth Bible study. All of that. Some of that stuff used to get on my nerves. Like, mom, please, I don't want to be a nurse's aide. I do. Come on, man. Uh-uh. Dude. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't like usher either. I'd be mean mugging, standing there. I do not want to usher. Ooh. But I got everything. Put me, you can put me on devotion. I will read. I will be the mes- the mistress of ceremony. I will sing in the choir. But no, I no. Usher board is not my thing. Oh. But Usher Boy was my sister's thing. Oh, I remember. But it wasn't my thing. Sister uh, played the piano. That's her thing. Nope. I'm out here on these track streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool with this. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, but I had to be active and I was active and I enjoyed being active because then you network and you meet other yeah. kids. Like, all of that plays a big part. Yeah, but I think that's a part of hard parenting because okay. the parents is like, no, you're gonna be active. No, you ain't gonna be sitting up watching yeah. TV and have video games like that, yeah. like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you yeah. know, grooming your child and then making sure they do their homework, being in tune with the with the teachers. You know, okay, how my how's my child doing? Let me get them, uh, you know, tutoring if it's needed. 
Oh, you know what I'm saying? All of that is being active in. I consider that to be a hard parent. Okay. But it's really not hard. Okay. It's just, you're not taking no mess. You're, you know, making sure you're grooming them sure. so they can be, you know, versatile. You know what I'm saying? In, yes. in this world. Yeah. And, you know, hey, take them in the car at 13 years old. Help them get, a, get in that parking lot. Teach them how to drive. You know, I was driving at 13. Okay. Because dad was like, you jump in the seat, you know? <laughs> Even though it was on some, he'd be drinking type shit. But you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody had to yes. learn. Yes. That's Zion. You know? So, <laughs> it's like, these parents wasn't, you know, all, you know, flawless themselves. Right. But they were teaching us survival skills. You know, yeah. my dad taught me how to shot a shotgun and a 38 in the country. Okay. Some cans, stacked them up at Grandma Rosie's house where mm-hmm. they live, where your mama and my daddy live. Mm-hmm. Boom. He taught me where the oil was, the little stick was. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where the jack was to change the tire. I ain't changing no tire. I ain't changing no damn tire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you need it, I to. know where the stuff is at. Exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't changed no oil either, but I've had to check the oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so these are things that I was shown. Yeah. We have to show these kids stuff. Yeah. We cannot allow um, the computer to raise them. We cannot right. allow other folks to raise them. You can't dump them off on other people. And just because they become a certain age, that does not mean that they're mentally ready or mature enough. That's true. Especially that true. if you, especially if you didn't give it to them. Mm-hmm. So you know. Give these children what they need because it's on the the parent at the end of the day. If there's a parent there, if there's a parent there. Mm -hmm. Now, the the people that don't have parents, you know, they, you know, they have to seek, seek it elsewhere. You know, if Mm -hmm. granny wasn't there, granny was there and granny put it down. It's all good. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. then uncles and aunties came in and poured in because even with having parents, the village still there. I still have village. Mm-hmm. You know, there was teachers, there was community, all of the people, aunties, uncles, cousins, big cousins, all that. Mm-hmm. You got that, you good. Yeah. You know, be, and be receptive to it. Yeah. You know, we have parents now that's cut, that don't want the child to talk to nobody. Like, that's retarded. You cutting off from the village. You're actually you're actually hurting the child more than you are helping them. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, you gotta take a look at yourself. Go check yourself in. You know, yeah. what what's the trauma? What's what's going on here? Everybody's not bad. Yeah. You know, so we, we don't wanna harm the do more harm than help. You know. I didn't just just go to school. It's more than that. It's more than school. Yes. It's it's, it's community. It's church. It's spirituality. Mm-hmm. All of that matters. You know, what we're being poured into and what we've been shown. Yeah. So yeah. you can't be mad at your child if you didn't show them anything. Yeah. Did yeah. you expect them to be something that they were not shown? Mm-hmm. So that's what I consider hard parenting. Okay. Um, 
when you some of the things that you said, it makes me think of of like. Um, so I would guess I would think hard parenting then from the way you're talking about it is more like um authoritative parenting. So like having a lot of structure for your kids, like giving them things to do. You you play sports, you go to a tutoring program, maybe you go to church, you go to bed at a certain time, you get your clothes out for school the night before, you wake up at a certain time, you have to do homework right after school at a certain time, but just having structure right. and having things um, things for them to achieve, you know, to be successful at or ascribe to hobbies, things that maybe they like, right? Things maybe they don't like from what you said. Like sometimes you got to be in things that also you may not like, but really just providing a structure for the child and being firm with that structure. Like, no, this is what we're going to do and this is how we do it. We don't just, what people say, go all willy nilly. No, I'm not, we don't do that over here. I, over here, kids, Gonna go to bed at a certain time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kids right. Do homework after school. You can't just eat anything and everything that you want to eat when you want to eat it. No, you're going to understand there's a difference between the child and the parent. Um, you know, we can't be out here being the best of friends and it has to be some respect. And that's what I think of when I think of the way that you're talking about parenting using the word hard. It's like, providing a structure for your kid, but also providing a village of support for your kid too, which I, you know, I, I hate to say like there are, there are, there's a lot of families where you have that, but then there's also a lot of families where you don't have that. Um, and when you don't have that, I think you seek that you wish that you had, uh, and then this is what some kids who, who have all the structure don't understand by the time they turn teenagers. Those kids who don't have parents that's calling them saying, where you at? What you doing? They wish somebody was calling and checking on them. You know, right. they wish that a parent was actually caring to that point. Um, I think there is something called positive discipline. And I think that's really what you're speaking to. Like, how do you positively discipline your child? with providing um, rules and regulations that are going to benefit them in their long run and their, in their, in their well-being. Um, but uh, when you lean into the next piece of the gen, what did you call it? Soft parenting uh-huh. makes me think of what is gentle parenting today in the conversations we have and, and how those two things seem to almost be at odds with each other, or almost separate the way people are talking about parenting um, in those ways, even though they're not, necessarily completely different but you talked about being emotionally available for your child and sometimes the strict parents who was there providing all the structure or the roof over your head and the food in your mouth wasn't there for the emotional well-being like that was like what don't nobody care about your feelings just do what I said you know, like, just do what I said where now we're moving into gentle parenting the kid has more of a voice now and sometimes they joke oh that's not black parenting that's white parenting you know you know, just again, you know how we make jokey jokes, but just being like the kid don't have a voice. Like who can, you a kid, you don't have no say so. And just generate generationally how that has changed over time where older people used to tell me, you know, when I was little, we interrupt the conversation. We get slapped in the mouth for talking when adults is talking, but just like how <laughs> being a kid really meant nothing. Right. To then later in life being like, can the kid like have some rights? Can the kid actually be seen in some way? Can the kid, it's some type of respect and how that has transitioned over time to gentle parent parenting and allowing the kid to be upset, for example. 
back in the days, kids weren't even allowed to be mad. Like, if you had an attitude and was mad, you could get in trouble just for being mad, for exhibiting the behavior that comes with being angry or having feelings hurt, even, or being sad, even crying. You weren't even necessarily allowed to cry in some cases. And all of that kind of led to being emotionally available for the child. And then the child not knowing how to be emotionally available for themselves and for other people. And so gentle parenting is like, well, let's explore your feelings and why you feel like this. And let's let you know that your feelings are valid and they matter. But we have so many adults who don't even know how to tap into their own feelings. So they don't know how to give space to the kid's feelings. Or they feel like it's a power struggle. Like, because Timmy gets to say that he's mad and be mad and stomp in the room where before, like, who, who house you stomping in? You don't stomp in my house. You weren't allowed to stomp. You weren't allowed to close no doors, let alone slam some doors, slam some doors. But like, you weren't allowed to be upset or be sad or get angry. But now we're trying to find a way to let the kids show up as they whole self because we saw the detriment that that did over time when it came to emotional well-being, managing of emotions even. Like a lot of our kids don't know how to manage their emotions. They in the classroom going the whole F off or just being really sad and just crying the whole time because they can't pull it together or they can't be still or again, they can't control those emotions like sadness and anger because of the ways in which the households they grew up in, nobody gave them space to be sad or space to be mad, or you got in trouble for behaving in those ways. So I kind of see like this shift in parenting again, where some people will be like, your kid run you if you're trying to gentle parent, right? Or parent from a place- Because that- it'd be looking like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because there's the, the, the there's gotta be some balance, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's even with the hard parenting you know, like my, I, me and my siblings, I don't think that we were raised the same completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might not even think like that or they may think like that. I don't know. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying is, is because I came to a point where I wasn't taking no mess from my father. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew the difference between him getting up, gang banging on breakfast. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Just acting a fool. You know what I'm saying? And because there was a discipline between mm-hmm. his discipline, his selfishness, and his anger. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest. I saw this, right? And, and so he it. taught me how to be. They taught me in my mom. They taught me how to be. But when I start pointing it out in them, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then I kind of forced them to have emotional... Uh, conversations with me. Mm-hmm. So we started to have them. Mm-hmm. You know, so me and my father's relationship deepened because mm-hmm. we was talking about everything. Yeah. But he had to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the age of the parent makes a difference too. As your right. parent matures, you know, and calms down a little. Right. <laughs> I saw the meme where it was like, your mama, when she was raising you versus how she raising your grandkids. And I forget who the mama was on the first side, but the second one was Queen Latifah and her hair. Oh, she was like, set it off first. 
first it was her and set it off like just blowing up stuff and then as a grandparent she was you know clean latifah and cover girl and like all these things because we mature and we grow and we learn differently through the kids and so the oldest kid is always looking at the youngest kid like why they get to do that we wasn't allowed to do that uh-uh and then there's that tension there yes right exactly mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, my oldest, let her tell it. She probably feel like, oh, they didn't do nothing with you. You know what I'm saying? Or they was too old. They got soft. Whatever, please. <laughs> I got swung on and hit <laughs> yeah. in front of my friends. Y'all yeah. wasn't playing. Y'all wasn't yeah. playing. They wasn't still wasn't playing. Give me a break. Yeah. Please. I was around old folks, which I loved it. I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a chance to be around kids and stuff too. But that's how I soaked up a lot of game. Because mm-hmm. I knew better not to say nothing around the old people. You know what I'm saying? So I just had, and I had to be there around them. So I was soaking up all the game. I wasn't trying to get in that convo. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, mm, this man ain't my uncle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Auntie ain't never been married. Who is this man? You know, I'm just, ear, I'm not even ear hustling because I'm sitting there. They talking, they doing all this talking. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I knew better not to tell nothing. You know what I'm saying? Or even jump in the conversation because I'm young. Mm-hmm. But when you're there, you're there. You're exposed. Mm-hmm. So let's not get, let's not act like kids don't be exposed to shit. They do. They do. So it's just a matter of training your child. Don't say nothing. This is grown people. You're not supposed to touch this. You're not supposed to do this. Yes, this is alcohol. No, you don't. You're not drinking. You're not supposed to be drinking. You're not old enough. And it's really nasty to tell you the truth. You know, like being 100 with Mm -hmm. your child. Mm -hmm. And that's what I respected with my my parents. They was all the way 2,000 with me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Straight up 2000. Because that's how they was. That's how they rolled, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was no faking and shaking. And it was a time and a place. And sometimes the time and the place, even they cut up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, But just knowing um, and having exposure and the soft parenting and kids running over parents, it it, it can happen. You know, my father would get irritated with kids acting up at a restaurant and get up and be like, uh-uh. I'm like, come on, dog. They made your kids, bruh. No, he didn't give up. You know what I'm saying? Stop all that crying. Stop all that hollering. Other people's kids. Other I find myself kids. doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> Come on now. And then you like, come on, come on, come on, kids. But it takes a minute. <laughs> but it does it does take a village to raise a child it really does you know when you go on Walmart you be seeing them badass kids you Mm -hmm. know your child ain't acting like that you you see them kids and you be like "Mm -mm. Mm -mm." and these days you can't snatch a child up because then they be like child abuse Mm -hmm. you know back in the day you can get whooped right there in the stove blah blah bring your butt on (laughs) she said blah blah but yeah um, remember Cat Williams was like uh, white people take your kids off of the leash and black people stop whooping your kids so hard in public like come on y'all you're just cussing the kid out and they two years old <laughs> right see I don't it's believe they cussing the kid out 
but I know that they're going to hear cursing. It's difference between cussing them out and cursing. Yeah. And I saw this example that this lady online, we're going to wrap it up here in a little bit here. Okay. Um, she was like, she she said the difference between hard parenting and soft parenting. Mm-hmm. So she asked her son, can you um pick up your toys, please? Pick up your toys, you know, mm-hmm. clean up. You got to pick your toys up. Mm-hmm. And the, the child did not listen, did not move. But when she was like, if you don't get your ass up, pick them toys up. He was like, okay, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Jesus. I call that PTSD, unfortunately. But <laughs> he didn't move. Like he was like, she would because I think it's because when you are a parent that instills fear in your child, she didn't beat him. Don't beat him. Didn't cuss him out, but she used rougher words. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he listened, like, oh, okay, she mean business because she was like, get your ass up. <laughs> I feel like um, post traumatic slave syndrome is like when you feel like you only can respond, you only going to do what I tell you to do. If I got to talk loud and yell at you and talk crazy to you, but if I try to talk nice and say it's sweet, you don't listen. And then you want to know why I got to yell every time. Well, when I said it very calm, two and three, four, five times, you did nothing. But the moment I started to yell and flash on you, then you move it. So you tell me which one did you operate from? I've had that conversation many times with my son. So you tell me which one you need to be um, spoken to like, because if I say it like this, this is what happens. If I say it like that, then you listening, but you mad and your feelings is hurt. Well, we could have pushed past all of that. Had you just done it the first time? When I said it the first time, when I asked you the regular way, but now I got. I don't think it's crazy. It it don't. It don't have to be PTSD. It can be a child, an adult, um, discipline, structure, and knowing. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to obey me, my rules and regulations, because you're a child. But they're not robots. They're going to still no. test you. They're still not going to do what they're supposed to do. They Even if they got the best structure. Right, so you, thing. okay, so you keep saying softly to get up and they don't get up. And this happened to, I mean, I saw it growing up myself. My parents didn't always come in yelling. That wasn't the, the go-to. They told us to come in there and get up, get up. We're going to go to the uh, such and such and go clean up. And we already knew what we was going to do Saturday morning. We already knew what we had to do that Saturday morning. My dad came through, nobody moved. <laughs> so he came back through again, banging. Mm-hmm. And it was a jump up on the floor. He got that. He started swinging on them legs on my sister. Okay. Because he already came through and said, get up yeah. nicely. Open the door. Okay, get up. We getting up. We getting up. Y'all get up. Get ready. Wasn't no movement. Yeah. She blamed me for the rope on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> she blamed me for my jump rope being on the floor. Not that she didn't get up the first time he came around and said, get up. I was the littlest one, so I'm following her lead. Mm-hmm. She still laying down. I'm still laying down. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm little, the little baby sister, so I'm following what they do. Mm-hmm. She didn't move the first time he said, get up. He was, he didn't come through gangbanging the first time. 
he did the second time though. So that's not PTSD. That's your ass ain't listening. Well, I'm saying the response to the yelling is um, feeling like that's the only time you're going to respond or do something with somebody flashing on you because of, like you said, when they, when it was said calm, you did nothing. But the moment somebody's talking crazy, <laughs> then you're moving. But I also think that's the biggest difference, um, too, is like explaining to a child why they got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's something else parents felt like they didn't necessarily have to do back in the day either. Like, I ain't got to explain shit to you. You a child. Again, you have no rights. You you don't mean, you don't matter. And so, again, I'm thinking about the difference today with the, with the soft parenting is how do we take the time or is how necessary is it that we take the time to explain the child what they did wrong, why they got in trouble, what the consequences are, so they can't act like they don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so explaining to them, I think it's, we parents should definitely do that. I think like, I'm going to do it one time. <laughs> so I think it's definitely warranted, for real. Like, why you were disciplined. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so all of the little Timmy in the corner, nah, that, that's soft parenting. And they usually will, you know, um, I can't say all the time, it may have worked with a few people, but it usually will result in the child over being overbearing of the running the parent. Yeah. And so you not don't want to the being, yeah, not, not respecting the parent, mm-hmm. going out to the, in the world, being disrespectful for, to everybody. Right. You know, so... Your children are going to be a reflection of you. And sometimes even if they are poured into and shown the right thing, some of them want to take on the bad stuff. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, and take on the good stuff that they were shown. Yeah. You know, get out into the world and their own lives is, you know, become messed up and just, it's just a whole big old ball of traumatic experience (laughs) living. And, and like you said, oftentimes they're imitating what they've been experiencing because I got, you know, my little peoples that be coming through and acting the way they act. And I'm like, um, uh, man, I know what he's living through. So then he gets a certain level of grace over here that he may not get at home. And so I'm just like, but none of that is acceptable. You know what I'm saying? So I still got to get on his head. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, I got to deal with him differently because I know what he's going through. And what right. I know what he's being exposed to. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when a child gets older, they will recognize a parent writing for them mm-hmm. beyond a shadow of a doubt. Flaws and all, they will see that you roll for them. You know what I'm saying? You, They'll see that, okay, mama worked hard. She continued to work. Yeah. She had all this going on and mama had my back. Mm-hmm. daddy worked hard if daddy was there you know what I'm saying had all this going on but daddy had my back you know what I mean mm-hmm. it w- wasn't no panning off on nobody else now again there's all, it's always situational you know a granny had my back or auntie had my back or whoever raised you you know and if you didn't have that you know cause everybody has different experiences Mm-hmm. And even people that have parents could come out, it turned out to be terrible adults. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 
and the person that didn't have parents is out here just thriving surviving and loving and living and living it up and spirit is beautiful and have their their own families and life is just right. wonderful yeah you know because maybe they seek the help that they needed yeah. you know maybe they you know what i'm saying reached yeah. out because they wanted to i want to live a better life than how right. you know mine started out right exactly it can happen yeah Anybody can turn anything around. All of us. You could turn it around for the best. Yeah. But you got to know that you would, whatever type of matrix that you're in, get out that matrix and try to make it better. And, you know, Mm -hmm. with the cards you're dealt, have a better life. Yeah. But people that have children, they have to be poured into. It's not no. There's nothing to magically, you know, happen because mm-hmm. you don't want to do it. Yeah. They're a reflection of you, and they are your responsibility. Even if they're adults, yeah. Especially if their upbringing was hella shaky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know. It's it's a it's a continuous job. It it don't stop, doesn't stop. I used to talk to my father all the time mm-hmm. before he passed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All the time, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. I went to my dad for several things before, mm-hmm. even in adulthood. Mm-hmm. So had my siblings. Mm-hmm. My father has been by my side on the surgery bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? After I came out of surgery, mm-hmm. we were closer after that yeah See, I think sometimes that's to happen mm-hmm. in order for you to become closer yeah we don't want it to happen but it it does sometimes but sometimes you don't get the chance to yeah. make it better yeah. so you know we want to make sure those that are parents uh find it within yourself to be there for your children even if they're grown grow and evolve if you got young children you know love on them in the best way that you know how to yeah. also discipline them, also create a structure the best type of way that you can. I don't care if you in the hood, mm-hmm. you know, make sure it's the best uh, living environment in the hood mm-hmm. that they grow up to be good kids. You know, we, mm-hmm. we have family members, you know what I'm saying? And growing up in the hood right now and their kids are grown and doing great things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to work with, with the hand that you're dealt. That's right. And it's possible. You can still succeed with, with right. all those obstacles in life. You can still succeed. Yeah. And it may not look how you wanted it to look. Um, but like you said, do your best to work within it with what you have and never stop showing them that you love them in spite yeah. of the situations and the circumstances. Because they can feel when you love them. No matter what's going on, they can feel when you love them. Right. Yeah, you know, putting relationships, chasing men, chasing women, chasing money that you know what I'm saying. That's materialistic things that fade away. Mm-hmm. Instead of chasing purpose, come on, teach chasing- your early to try and identify the purpose and plans that God has for their lives. Right. And be that example. Yeah. Telling you, 
example is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Although you will be flawed because nobody, everybody is imperfect. Yeah. But when them kids see you riding for them, they'll, they'll, if they don't recognize it immediately, they'll recognize it later on. Yeah, hopefully. You know, hopefully, yeah. If they don't get caught up in, in, in you know, and become destroyed. But you know, but if you know, you know that you did all you could do, that's it. You know what that's I'm saying? It. But if you ain't did all you could do, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. you ain't did all you could do. Why is that funny to me? I don't know. What? <laughs> the way you're saying it is making me laugh. You said, mm-mm, you ain't did all you could do. Like, for right. real. No, that's for real. Like, you ain't did all you could do. Mm-hmm. Because it don't stop. As long as you have kids, you're going to continue to be a mother or a father. Period. Yeah. Old school also used to be like, when you 18, we done with you. <laughs> They they tried they tried it. <laughs> but we know that is that is not that's, no that's that don't that ain't what it is. It's not, and we learned that kids, young teenagers, young adolescents, almost adults, they really need soft landing until their twenties, mid twenties, pretty much before you can even these days you you well into home. And it all depends on how you see their growth their maturity level, their mindset. Just because they are aged don't mean they ready to get out there and fly. Right. Uh-uh. It's a different times. It's different. We living in different times. And you really can't even afford to live by yourself in these days. <laughs> you, can't. you can't let these kids get out there and fly if they haven't shown you that they're responsible enough. Mm-hmm. And how can they show you what did you show them? What did you show them? Mm-hmm. You ain't got it. You don't have a. You don't have a foot to stand on if you're not showing them. Right. By example, where are they gonna get it from if you're not showing them? Yeah. You know. Which what's purpose? What's hustle? What's grind? Let me show. Let me let me show. This this is right here. What I'm doing. See, I'm paying these bills. See, I'm paying these car payments. See, I'm paying this house notes. See, I'm paying this rent. I got to go to work to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm giving you this money so you can do this and do that. That's coming out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Me and my father split my college tuition. I had student loans. Mm-hmm. He probably paid like the first year, but then the the, uh, the second year, okay, he paid the rent. When I moved, you know, when I was out the dorm, mm-hmm. but I, she, I, I was books. I, I had that. I had that part. Yeah, you know what I mean. I had groceries. He had gas. That was nice. I had to have everything because I chose to have kids early. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody's got a different hand. Mm-hmm. But people on the outside might feel like, oh, he had the whole hand just because you had. I had a dad that was so hunky dory. 
oh, it was certain times growing up but I was like let me get that child support check y'all tripping because <laughs> this man going through a man like crisis you know <laughs> what I'm saying so again parents got what they go through too because they're constantly you know they're human mm-hmm. they're human so do you 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 know parents parents that's why parenting is so very 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 crucial mm-hmm. and it is a big job and the job don't stop you want it to get better and loosen up and it will as you see that uh the duckling evolve into the swan but it don't evolve on its own yeah right yeah what what type of structure is provided girl you 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 saying facts and again we're just here y'all we talking about the ways that we've experienced parenting and how we're seeing also parenting happen today and bringing in some of this new language around gentle parenting um, because it's important. Like this right. is really how little p- younger people become functional adults in society and what they're taught in order to function as adults in society. Right. So, you know, we have a lot of disrespectful kids mm-hmm. um, out, you know, at, at school, disrespecting the teachers and you know, not that there aren't teachers out there that's crazy, because there are, but there's there's a lot more of the kids it, that's coming to school and being disrespectful. They have a lot more uh, distractions and things that um, are against them mm-hmm. than it was for us. Mm-hmm. So the parents is a huge part of this. How you come to school and act. Is was about what's going home at the house. Absolutely, absolutely. And so you know, you when you talk to when I talk to educators, what do they say? They be like, "It's the it's the parents." A lot of them have rough households. Um, you got some, you know, the parents is giving the kids everything, and they're super duper spoiled, yeah. and so they don't understand that when they come to school, no, you don't get that treatment. This is school. Oh. I'm not your mom or your dad giving you everything. Mm-hmm. It don't work like that. Again, lack of structure. Right. Giving your child everything that you didn't have materially, materialistically. But are, what about the emotional support? Are you there with that? Mm-hmm. Or the discipline? Mm-hmm. It's like we've seen a lot of the, you know, a lot of rich kids grow up and they be out there wilding because all the parents yeah. gave them was the material things and the money, mm-hmm. but they did, they weren't there for them yeah. emotionally. Yeah. So just wanted to talk about that because this is things that we see going on in the world. We give in different perspectives. Um, I gave some of my own. I gave, gave a little bit of my background. Not going to tell y'all all my business. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we are, we are here to be, you know, give real raw stories. Mm-hmm. And be a testimony. Your life is the testimony. Your life is the story. So we have to be able to relinquish. People want to know what's under all this. Not that we just can sit up here and be professors and assistant vice presidents and radio hosts and, you know, and be in sororities and go to HBCUs and have degrees and college and all that. They want to know the raw. 
They want to know the real because that's what's really helping people to survive to get to, to get to and get to those things. Okay, that's right. That's right. I gotta think. Go to a baseball game now. <laughs> yes. Yes. You are a mother of three. Mm-hmm. And mothering doesn't stop, does it? Nope, it doesn't. Got two grown kids and a son. Mm-hmm. Two grown ones and a son. Two of them went through college. One with a master's, and one is in the fifth grade. So. And you still be getting your mommy on with all three, right? All three of them. The ones that let me. Not <laughs> <laughs> that you be trying to be in their business. You just you got to be there as a mom. Mm-hmm. It's and it also things. helps you to evolve, right? Yes. It's one of the best things that ever happened to me, or three of the best things that ever happened to me for sure. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. So thank you all for listening once again. This is a long podcast because we we had a lot of um, current events that we got into. And then we got to talking about hard parenting a little bit long. I know I got a little bit long-winded, but please, you know, bear with us. You know, if you need to stop it and start it again when you listen, do that. But there's some gems in there. And just understand yeah. that, you know, um, life isn't perfect for anybody. Uh, parents are flawed. They're also in this world trying to grow those that want to grow. Some don't. Some stay stuck. But if you do got parents that stay stuck, you just gonna have to try to, you know, don't don't allow what you didn't get to hinder your life. We've seen a lot of people, you know, a lot of celebrities, a lot of superstars, a lot of people, and you know, uh, we've seen on the surface and. You know, it's kind of what happened to them in their childhood and their family is what really destroyed them. Mm-hmm. So get the help that you need yeah. so you can succeed and, and enjoy this life that you have. There's so many people that wish they were alive to be able to to to, to make changes so they would be better mm-hmm. if they had a chance. So we all dealt these cards. Yes. Got to figure out the best way how to play them. And y'all know on this podcast, we believe in God. And we definitely believe that the parental reflection is how God tries to have the relationship with us. Whatever you be feeling like you're telling your kid over and over again, God be like, yep, that's, that's what I'm over here trying to tell you. You think you're giving them the lesson. I'm trying to get you to see that. You know, so it's a direct reflection, your relationship with God. So, yes. Indeed. All righty. All right. Well, once again, we want to thank all of the listeners. Thank you for supporting Out the Box. Thank you. And intellectually high fee, your intellectual correspondent. And so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And until next time, peace, love, and we out of here. Peace out.